0: Welcome to Connect Church Podcast with Louise Cardozo. How to face adversities and struggles in God's way. Guys, we just heard last night we will have another month of lockdown. It's not what anyone wanted, but it's the reality. This morning I woke up and I was praying and and talking to the Lord and I saw another news from Michael Grove saying that the lockdown may be extended. Not even started. And they are saying that may be extended beyond the 5th of December. That's not to take hope away. But I said, Lord, we not even started the lockdown. We are almost a week away and they are saying that might be extended. I so, said, wow, but you know what? That's, that's the world we are in. We'll have a moment to pray for our government, to pray for, for, for every family in our church and in this country and in the world that is facing this unique time in history. But you know what? It's time to talk about faith, to face life, to face this struggle, to face this moment where we, we just don't know where to go, what to listen, what to fill our hearts with. You know, we are facing a very bad time, but have faith. And today, my whole message is to try to help everyone to understand that biblical faith is available for all. It's achievable for all. Actually, the Bible says that God already shared the measure of faith for us. So faith is a possibility. To live out of the pattern of this world and the way that the world is living. We can have faith and the faith that the Bible talks about and that glorifies God. But the problem is that much of what we understand of faith or most things that people talk about faith in fact is what culture teaches about faith and not the Bible. And that's where the problems are. And you know what? I I know if you read one of my books, I mentioned that, or if you heard me talking about culture, I mentioned that as well, but I always say that culture is one of those things that we don't see, but shapes who we are, how we see the world. For example, if you could ask for a fish, hey fish, how is the water? The fish would say, what water? Which water? I'm just here, there is nothing around me, it's like us, surrounded by air. Has anyone ever asked you how is the air around you? That would be a weird question. Maybe Daniel Naza asked someone that, but apart from him, I'm sure that no one ever asked anyone like, "Hey, how is the air around you?" Why? Because we don't see what we are in contact 100% all the time, and that is culture. So, but we need to understand that faith And Christian faith is not what a culture says about faith. And today we'll be joining a little bit about what is the biblical faith that God is looking for and we can achieve. And what is not faith that is more a culture talking about faith. You know? So let's see. There is one text on the Bible that is Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11 is like a hall of the fame about people of faith, you know it's amazing because we'll see these all these people that sometimes they they really mess it up, but they are here, and people that you know uh, really had faith. So let's start on verse six, and we'll the Bible starts to talk about this person that had faith. His name is Noah, and you know today we'll be talking a lot about Noah because for me he's an example of a man of faith. Why we'll see it. But the Bible comes and the Bible starts to talk about all these people of faith. But then on verse 6, the Bible says this. And if you have your Bible, doesn't matter if it's physical or in your mobile, just try to put some color in some words that I'll be talking here to help us. On verse 6, it starts with a definition of faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe, make a circle or paint in yellow if you are in your mobile, uh, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So faith, a good definition is faith is to believe that God exists. I'm not just a fruit of a positive thinking or my life is not just a fruit of a positive thinking. I know God exists and this knowledge is not passive. This knowledge is is not just theoretical or just on Sundays. To know that God exists is to have a life in accordance with this knowledge. God exists. So that shapes who I am. What I think, what I do. And he rewards those who seek him if you seek the lord there is a reward for you we will get rich no that's not what the bible is talking about guys what the bible is talking about is you will get the reward what is the reward god himself so he is real he exists and if you seek him you will find him you will have the reward that is this intimacy this life with the lord That's the main thing we need to understand. So faith is to know he exists. And when I seek, I'll find. But then continues. By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen. Is reverent fear. He approached God with fear. Guys, circle fear. Because sometimes we think that, oh, you know, the Bible says that he approached God with fear. But that's not fear. That is just... No, 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 guys. Here, in Greek, is fear. In Hebrew, on the Old Testament, when it talks about it's fear. But, of course, that when we know God is not that petrifying fear of God. It's not what the Bible is all about. But it's the kind of respect. I really love one theologian, a modern theologian. And, and, and he says that the best way to understand fear of God is like an electricist or electrical guy that goes to, to, to operate in your wires. This guy has a holy fear of electricity. It does not mean that he will not touch it, but it means that it's respect the qualities of the energy. You don't go to fix a wire in your house and do something like this. You don't do that. Otherwise, we'll do your funeral in a few weeks. No, you respect. You approach with reverence. You approach to honor the way that the energy behaves. That's the same thing with God. Noah, he approached god with this fear and he constructed an ark for the saving of his household by this he condemned the world and became as heir of the righteousness that comes by faith hallelujah and now guys if you can go with me to the first book of the bible genesis chapter 6 we'll be talking a little bit about this guy And and why I think he's a great example of faith. I'm not going to read again, uh, but if you have time during the weekend, I hope you will. uh, You can read Genesis 6, 7, and 8, even a little bit of 9. We'll talk a lot about the whole situation with Noah before, during, and after. But look, if you go, I'll I'll be jumping a lot, but just to help us to have a, a good view of what happened here. So, Genesis chapter 6, When men began to multiply on the, fir- on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were attractive, and they took as their wives any they choose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in men forever, for his flesh and his days shall be 120 years. So God saw that things were not good. But then on a verse 8, Genesis 6, 8. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And then now from verse 12, 6, 12 forward, we'll read a little bit. It says that, And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah. Guys, circle said. God said to Noah. Look, Noah had faith and Noah found followed God's guidance. He didn't follow his head. He didn't follow the culture. He didn't follow what he thought would be the best thing to do. He followed what God said. And God said, God gave clear instructions to Noah. I have determined to make an end of all flesh for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make room in the ark and cover it inside and out with peach. This is how you are to make it. Remember, God came and gave the instructions. You will do from this wood, from this wo- on this way, on that way. It explains about the roof, how it should do, even to ventilation, everything. And then from verse 17, continues. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And... Of every living thing, of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. And now, 6.22, look, they're amazing. Noah did everything that the Lord had commanded him. Did Noah did some things? No, all things, everything. Again, he continues on verse 7, and then on verse 7 5, he finally says again, And Noah did everything, everything that God commanded. Guys, that's so amazing because if there is one way we can understand faith nowadays, and I please, I pray that you, you write this, you know, and that you have this in your heart faith is. Trusting God enough to do what he says. For me, I love this definition of faith. Faith that pleases God is to know that he is enough. And that I trust God enough to do what he says. And that's why Noah was a man of faith. Because he trusted God and God's instructions to do in a way that God said, how God said, in a time that God said. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it for you and for me. That is the biblical faith that you and I can develop on this month and on this life is to obey God and to know that he is always God. He is always right and I'm not. Breaking news. God is God and I'm not. That's what we need to learn. To really put our faith into practice that is trusting that God will do what He says. is to know He is God. Perfect. He knows all things. He can all things. I can't. Guys, there is one thing that when I grew up, I promised to myself I would never do. And I was wrong. I did. Was to look to my kids and say, do that. And they said, why? Because I said so. I always thought I would never do that. Dad, you were really bad. I would never do that. But you know what? I did. And I continue to do. Do this. Why that? Because I'm saying that. Or the other thing is when they come and say, but is everybody doing this? I say, you're not everybody. And I'm not everybody either. So do, do as you are told. But the amazing thing with all that is this, guys. That is the same with God. We are in a time of the world where kids are commanding their dads to do what they want. But that's not how things are supposed to be. Dads and moms, guys, you know, kid, brush your teeth now. Why that? Because I said so. Because after 300 times saying, because one day you will understand how blessing it is to have teeth and not have soup every day, you will thank me. That I force you to brush your teeth. That I force you to study. That I force you to eat some vegetables. That I, you know, and the thing is, guys, sometimes we are exactly like children. God says, do this. And we don't remember that he is God and we are not. We don't remember that whatever he says is for our good and, and for the blessing of our lives. And what we do is exactly that. Why, God, not everyone is doing it. Why should I do it? I don't want to do it. I want to play with my friends till late. I want to do this and that. And God says, just have faith. Obey me and understand that whatever I say, it is. Know that God exists and rewards and gives himself to those who seek him. Is to understand that his word is always true. Always true. So faith is to do what God says. It is. But guys, we have two things here that I would like to explore. If faith is to obey what God says, is to do what God says, the first thing we need to understand is what is God saying? Sometimes people think that God's voice and guidance and will is almost like a hunter of Easter eggs. You know, in Brazil, I don't know how the culture works here on Easter eggs. Um, It's a while since I was a kid. But in Brazil, I remember when I was a child, my father would wake up really early and my mom and would hide our Easter eggs somewhere. And they would put some tips for us uh, that we should find that to be honest, guys, I wasn't a very good kid and I never slept. So I was always spying and next morning I knew exactly. So I would eat my eggs before they woke up. Sometimes I ate my brother's eggs and, and, and that, that, that caused a lot of problems in our families. I That's why he hates me till today. Pray for him. But the thing is, uh, sometimes we think God's will is that. And then we think, oh, God's will is almost like Oh, it's getting warmer. He will say what is happening. No, 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 no. It's getting cold. He, he is not going to say anymore. But let me tell you something, guys. God will, when He wants you to know something, will be clear. Will be clear. The thing is, there are three ways that God speaks mainly. Of course, if you go to, through history, there is many more. But there are three ways, which is, first one and most important one, And the one that is the rule and the filter, the Bible. Okay? None that God says will contradict or not be on the Bible. So, Bible. Second one, wise counsel. The Bible is again and again saying that. Our leaders, the prophets, the people of God in our lives, the wise counsel, we talk to them. It's not the same weight as the Bible whatsoever, but we talk to them to discern. And the third one is the spirit within us. Well, Pastor Lewis, what if God says something to my spirit that is not on the Bible? Then is your heart speaking, not the Bible. Lewis, but I'm sure God spoke to me, gave me a dream or, or a prophet spoke to me or anything like that. What should I do? What the Bible says. You don't judge the prophet or the dream or this or that. You judge the prophecy or the word or the feeling, and you put it in a shelf. If it's from God, it will happen. We don't act based on those things. We act based on the word of God. But what I want you to understand is that if God wants to speak to you, He will speak to you. Look, Noah. God didn't came to him and said, "Hey, Noah, come on, guy, build an ark," and boom, disappeared. God didn't do that. This is the Master dos Magos of a cartoon in Brazil that did that. He said half-word and disappeared and nobody knew what to do. God is not like that. God came and said, Noah, I know you don't know what is a flood. You are in the middle of the desert. A flood with water. If you read the Bible, even in Hebrew, it says a flood with water. Said, God, why that? He didn't know what it was a flood. But God explained. Then you build an ark. Did God disappear after that? No, God said, you build an ark. And by the way, will be this length, with this wood, on this way, this many floors, with these windows, on this way. You put these animals on this way. Look how good is that. God, if he wants to speak to you, he will. And he will say to some people, like he said to Abraham, Leave your land, your family, and go to a place that I'll show you. Many of us are more concerned with the afterwards than now. And God is saying, afterwards is for afterwards. In 10 years, I'll reveal to you what you need to do in 10 years. Do now what you need to do now. Sometimes I'm different from Abraham. God says, go to a place I'll show you. I said, I'm not going to move if you don't give me the whole thing. And God looked at me and said, I'm God. You are not. Do. Why, God? Because I said so. Go. Guys, we need to understand there is one thing. God speaks. But God gave us an amazing gift called free will. God gave us an amazing gift that we have choice in life. There are things that God sets as rules. That's why he gave us all the laws. That's all he gave us, all the guidance. That's all he gave us, the Bible. But he gives you the will to decide what to do. And the problem is sometimes we get messed up because not just we want God to give us the rules or the rules that we want to follow at least, but we want God to say everything and then we get messed up. Let me tell you, when Danny and I, we were younger and Louis and samuel they were a lot younger uh we had some rules when they went to play sometimes they said dad can we play i said yeah of course you can play but they knew the rules they couldn't throw anything hard on the window otherwise it would break they couldn't kill each other they couldn't um thankfully they wouldn't um damage each other or the neighborhood or anything like that they would go to the backyard and do what you want. If you want to play with bikes, great. That's awesome. If you want... That's sensible. If you want to go and play football, you play football. If you want to go and play pirate, as long as you don't stab each other with a plastic something. In Brazil, they give plastic swords to children. You know, if you don't do anything like that, I'll be happy. You know, it's not like one day my brother, uh, he took a sling and... I was the guy on the wood and he was with the sling trying to hit the other thing. I think it was because of the Easter egg. But he was hitting things and targets around me, you know, and one came to my, yeah, my forehead. But apart from that, guys, the, the rules were very clear. Louis and Sam, don't do this. Don't harm yourself and don't harm others, even properties. Apart from that, go and play. The problem is many people nowadays are not just satisfied with God's guidance to, guys, it's your time, go and play. But the guys are not doing anything because they are, if you don't say if I'm supposed to play basketball or football, God, I'm not going to do it. And God says, man, it's our choice. Honor me, know my word, go and do it. Lord, but go and do it. If there's anything specific, seek him and he will say, if not, go and do what? What the Bible says. God doesn't need to remind us that we need to forgive, that we need to speak about His name, that we need to go and live a life that glorifies God in whatever we do. Go and do it. On this lockdown, guys, before we get so ah about what will be or won't be, remember, our first call as Christians is to glorify God on this lockdown. How? Obey the rules share jesus i've seen people really angry because they didn't work or because other people didn't work on this lockdown or because they didn't have freedom to play football or other stuff i didn't see many people very sad because they didn't share jesus with more people because they were in lockdown it's time to remind us who we are god speaks to his children but the problem is sometimes we don't listen as we should and that's not god's problem is ours sometimes we are speaking with someone on the phone and the reception is not very good and then we say hey can not not you do that sometimes when you don't want to speak to people i'm not saying on these cases i'm saying on the genuine cases where you can't hear what the person says it's not like when the person calls oh sir there is a ppi accident no, I'm not saying that. But sometimes people call us and we can't hear it and say, "Seriously, man, I can't hear you." On these cases, on this situation, the problem is not that the person is not talking clear; is that our reception is not good enough or is not working properly. On these times, we go, we approach God and we ask Him fix my reception to listen the whole thing and then we go and we obey but guys unfortunately some people think that faith is something that i can only have in theory and that's impossible faith is to do something and james chapter 2 talks a lot about that faith is to do what god is asking us to do you know and that that's the thing Stop to just put in theory, go and do it something. If you read Hebrews 11, you will see the hall of fame of faith is people that did something. Go and do it. Live a life that glorifies God. But there are some cultural things that people talk about faith. And I would like to demystify very quickly and we'll have a time of prayer. The first thing, guys, that I want you to write it down in Jesus' name is that Faith is not risk-taking. Amen? I'll say it again. Faith is not risk-taking. Biblical faith is not risk-taking. It's not. Some people do some goofy stuff and think that God has to honor them. Let me tell you something, guys. God has commitment with His Word, not with what I think. He will be faithful to what he says, not to what I think. And let me explain why it's not risk-taking. There is a man called Peter. This man once saw Jesus walking on the water. And he said, hey, Jesus. <coughs> Sorry, guys. If it's you that I may go to you, Jesus has come. Now I'll ask you. Is walking on the water a risk? Yes. Okay? Okay. Is walking on the water when Jesus commands you to walk on the water, is that a risk? No. So faith is not a risk taking, is to do what God says. And if God says this is not risk taking, this is a certainty, this is assurance. So that's what we need to do. But there are people, and I'm seeing more and more people nowadays, and that, that really saddens my heart. People that get disappointed with God, frustrated with God, you know, people that don't trust God anymore because they jump the boat and try to walk on the water and says, God, your word is not faithful because you didn't help me to walk on the water. Did God ask you to walk on the water? No. So why on earth are you doing that? Why on earth are you doing that if that makes no sense biblically or even scientifically? If God says it's not a risk, but if God doesn't say it is a risk. I have a friend that said to me once, said Luis, I'm moving to this to that place. And (coughs) you know what? I'll trust that God will provide a house, God will provide a job, and everything will work. I said, No, it won't. Did God say that? No? Is that on the Bible? Oh, Louis, it is in Heresias chapter 3. No, no, it's not on the Bible. So if God didn't say if it's not on the Bible, God doesn't have a commitment with that. Of course, God wants to bless you. Of course, you know, if you feel that is a choice, maybe. But don't put in God's mouth what you want. And some other people, you know, because they, they are not focused on the Bible there are that people that start to search what they want to hear. And I remember when I, I first became a Christian, I was in a very small city and they had some prophets on that city. And I'm not saying I'm, I don't believe them. I do. And there are, There is a gift from God. But I remember people that would go to four or five different prophets to finally find one of them that would say something that they wanted to hear. And one day... Finally did it. They forgot what all the others said. Or what the Bible says. And said God said. Let me tell you. Says the Lord is not the same weight. As it is the word of the Lord. Doesn't matter what people say. If God doesn't say on his word. If God doesn't. You know. Communicate that. Man that's a risk on you. It's not God. And you know what? It's exactly the temptation of the devil to Jesus. Jump! Let's show that God will protect you. Even he's on the Bible, God will protect his people. Jump! And Jesus said, but God didn't say that to me. No, I will not. In Jesus' name, avoid this. This is not faith. Second thing, faith is not positive thinking. On this pandemic, positive thinking has nothing to do with faith. But, Louis, I like positive thinking. I do. I prefer people with positive thinking than with bad attitude. I prefer people that says, hey, great, I have a glass half full than people that says, where's my water? Of course I prefer that. But, guys, positive thinking has nothing to do with the outcome. And it's not faith. It's not. Oh, I think for so long I was really in positive thinking that I would lose weight. I never did. Because as much positive thinking I had, I still eating a lot of coxinhas and coke and and that doesn't work. Some people say, hey, I'm going to the hospital, I'm with this lump. No, no, have positive thinking. Hey, no, go to the hospital or ask someone to pray with you and go to the hospital. But positive thinking, guys, you know, nowadays invade the church and invade theology. People thinking that if you just think hard enough, no, no. Faith, there is a proclamation faith where you bring into existence what doesn't happen. I totally get it, but that's not just mantra. That is not just a positive thinking that will, I will lose a kilo, I will lose a kilo. Oh, I didn't work. Okay. I I will no man. Faith is to do what God asks you to do. You may have positive thinking, but you must have faith. Look, I I'm not a, the most amazing flyer in the world i really don't like especially on the evening but there are some people that really frightens me when they fly because they are by your side and you can see on their face this plane will fall and i remember once i was really really afraid to fly it was a storm in brazil and i was going to america and i i was really afraid and i took the bible and said you know what god speaks to me and when i look was today you will be with me on paradise said, no, Satan, get out of here. I don't like this word. But the, the thing is, it's true. It's a true story. Um, I was crying, yeah, until I get there. But I got there. But the thing is, some people will get on a plane with positive thinking. I always have positive thinking. They will give me an upgrade. Never happened. But, you know, when I enter the airplane, people have positive thinking. He will not sit on my side with this size. But sometimes they are wrong. But the thing is, doesn't matter if you have positive thinking that you will get with the plane where you should go or that the plane will fall. You know, the airplane will get what depends is that the integrity of the plane and the skill of the pilot, not your positive thinking or your negative thinking. The same thing, guys, to get on the other side of this pandemic, It's not positive thinking or negative thinking that will count. But if you wash your hands, if you use your mask, if you respect the boundaries, if you do what people that knows what they are saying are talking or not. I could say while I was ill, positive thinking, Luis, you are good. I could not even say that or shake. I, I, I was just... Fact, fact. Okay, guys, so... What we depend is not our positive thinking that will make the universe to work in our favor. That is not true. What will, The difference is that the integrity of my Lord and the skills of my Lord are unchangeable. And that is the faith where I base my life and do what it says. And the last thing, guys, and I don't know about you, but I can have this faith. This faith that says God is not on me, but on you. Even when I fail, you don't. And the last thing, the guys, is that faith is different of the absence of fear and doubt. For so long, I thought that faith was the total absence of fear and doubt. I had to be woo, crazy, and no, not fear, no doubt, nothing, to have faith. And let me tell you, that's not faith. It's not faith. Faith is not the absence of fear or doubt. You know, you don't need to impress God, you don't need to pretend that. And actually, there's no space on society for this kind of people anymore. Really. That's why I never liked church because we always saw some superhero in front of the camera saying that they were wow. And my life was like. Whoa. And let me tell you, we all have fears, we all have some doubts. We do. Let's think about this. Jesus himself, guys. Read later in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, The Bible, sometimes when we read, and I remember a Bible that I had, uh, first Bible was a Catholic one and had some pictures. And I remember when they showed Jesus on the Garden of Gethsemane, showed a blonde Jesus with his impeccable hair and a little halo. And he was seated with his legs crossed on on the stone, thinking, that's not the case. The Bible says that Jesus fell on his face. He fell. He, he jumped. And he was praying in anguish. In deep anguish. And he was saying, God, if it's possible, remove that from me. He didn't say that once. He said once and God said, no, yeah, it will happen. God, if he said three times, he asked three times, God, if it's possible, I'm in anguish. I don't want to face the cross and carry all the weight of the world. It will be painful. He wanted to do it, but he knew the cost to do it. So God, if there is any other way. But you know what is faith? Is not not to say that because Jesus said. But faith is to say, I stand up, I'll take the dust and say, but may your will be done, not mine. I know it's tough, guys. I know. I know it's time of fears and doubts. I don't know if my job will be there. Another month of lockdown. I know that we don't know what to do most of the days but god may your will be done on mine i don't know what we but you will continue to be faithful and to finish let's remember about daniel not naza the other daniel with the lions i love you know his friends Cedric, Mezak, and abednego and and you know they didn't bow down before yeah what the, the, the king want them to do and they said in daniel chapter 3 you know I'll not do that and God will deliver us. If, even if he doesn't. And that's where I love the Bible is so honest. Sometimes I'm exactly on that category. Even if it doesn't happen. I said, God, I know you are good. I know you will do something. But even if you don't do it, even if things are not on my way, you continue to be good. And I'll continue to serve you guys it's not a base on us remember acts chapter 12 again 1 to 16 the biggest prayer festival you know just a very background uh herod had killed james and then he thought it was a good idea to kill peter as well so put peter in a prison and it would kill peter in the morning and peter was there lord there is a plan b because i'm dying they will kill me in the morning the other disciples met in this house and started a prayer, fervent prayer for the release of Peter. And what happened? Peter was there and an angel came and set Peter free. But look what the Bible says, guys. Read later. The Bible says that the angel had to remind Peter that that was real and was a reality. In my mind, Peter was thinking it was a dream. No, it's a dream. I'll die. It's a dream. I'm praying for this, but you know, it's a dream. Angel wake me up now no he was being released guys i'm exactly like peter when something good happens takes a while for me to glorify god i'm more like "Ah, it's a dream yeah where's the catch but you know when he gets to the house all the disciples praying for his release he knocks on the door and said guys i'm here and a girl leaves him on the door and goes to the disciples and said guys peter is here and the disciples say, yeah, no, it's impossible. He's not here. He's on prison. Read that. No, no, it's Peter. He is here. No, he's on prison. <clears throat> and then they say, no, I promise he's here. Then they use a word that many translations uh, will translate as an angel. It says, oh, no, it's an angel that might be there. No, but the true translation is it's his ghost. What they said was, okay, so he died. And his ghost is on the gate. So yeah, we are praying for that, but nah. Prefer that is a, is a lie or that is a ghost. He's not there. And then finally, when he came, the Bible says that all the disciples were in awe and trembling, amazing. Guys, it's normal to be in fear. It's normal to be struggling on this time. That does not mean you don't have faith. What it means is that we need God to exercise the faith that he has for us. I don't know about you guys, but I can have this faith. I can have the faith that the disciples had. I can have the the faith when I see uh, 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 that is not just a positive thinking. I can have this faith that is not risk-taking, but based on the word of God. What is God asking on this time? What is the Bible saying to you? What is the things that God asks you to stop or to start in your life, in your family, in your job, in any area of your life? Have faith to see God bringing His will into reality on this time of pandemic. In Jesus' name. Guys, I would like to pray for you. I know it was a long message, but I would like to pray for you. And pray that the living God may help you to receive His Word, to obey what the Word says on this time, and to know we'll end. I I have no doubt. We'll end this time in one way or another. We'll end. We know the end. We know. But my question to everyone on this time is, how do we want to get on the end of this month? breaking all the rules and, and doing things that doesn't glorify God, or getting to the end of this month, knowing God more, having more time uh, understanding His Word, praying and, and understanding what He has. It's up to you guys. God has a life of faith for each one of us. Are you willing to obey and trust to base your life on one of Let's pray. Thanks for joining the Connect Church Podcast. If you'd like more information or to ask us a question, please go to www.cntchurch.co.uk.